right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in today to our broadcast. I am here with uh, Pastor Don Letson, pastor of First Baptist Church of Brighton, Illinois. He is a world-renowned deer slayer, amen, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we appreciate him. How many points was that monster that you got uh, last year? Uh, I think he had 15, yes, sir. Uh, only 15. <laughs> and so uh, I'm from Georgia, and uh, down there, uh, uh, you know, a big deer is like a glorified goat. That's about all they look like down there. And uh, 130 pounds of biggin' down there. <laughs> so, yes, sir. Uh, but, uh, but praise God, anyhow. Well, uh, uh, Pastor Letson, Letson has been uh, been in the ministry. How, many, how long have you been in the ministry, preacher? I've uh, been in the ministry just over 17 years, pastoring for almost 16. Okay, okay. And then uh, you were in the military. Tell us about that real quick. I spent uh, 12 and a half years in the Air Force, and uh, for seven and a half of those years I spent in law enforcement, criminal investigations, and uh, patrolmen, things of that nature. And then I uh, spent my last five in recruiting, three of those recruiting um, high school kids and, and college-age kids. And then uh, the last two years I was in, before the Lord led me out and into the ministry, uh, I was recruiting uh, health professionals for the Air Force, doctors and nurses and dentists, things of that nature. Wow, that's exciting. That's probably where you weren't learned your soul-winning techniques, right? Amen. <laughs> and all that recruiting stuff. You're recruiting people for the Lord's Army now, right? Amen. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's good. Well, um, I want to do, uh, bring Pastor Don Letson on here, and uh, we want to talk to you about how do you lead a church to give to missions. And uh, he is a pastor on his, he's pastoring his second church now. A few years ago, the Lord led him from his church in Muskegon, Michigan, and now he's pastoring over in Brighton, Illinois. And, uh, you know, the Lord, he's, in my mind, he's been one of those really missions-minded pastors that uh, has really got a heart for world evangelism and, and not only just talks about it, has has really uh, been put put his, you know, money where his mouth is. He's done things in missions. He's gone to South Sudan. He's been on mission trips. And uh, he's he's led two churches to, to give to missions. And, um, you know, Brother Letson, there's people out there that uh, I hear a lot of pastors talk, and they just have frustrations. You know, I, I want to lead my ministry to give to missions. I want my people to do more. And, uh, you know, just what what out there have you seen about missions that you think maybe could help a maybe a younger pastor out there who's just trying to get his church started in this? Uh, what kind of tips would you offer uh, for a man like that? Yes, sir. Well, um, probably the very best thing, that um, one could do would be to make sure that they keep missions before the people throughout the entire year, before the church throughout the entire year. Um, obviously, you do that in you know a variety of different ways, but uh, it's important not to just mention or focus on missions at just one time of the year. Uh, you know, in preaching, obviously, preaching on giving and. Uh, where missions giving falls into that, or whether it be um, encouraging uh, the church and praying for the missionaries and uh, incorporating that into their prayer life, making sure that they're praying for the missionaries uh, regularly. Um, and even, you know, throughout the years you're preaching, uh, one of my burdens here recently is God has begun dealing with me about some things, is uh, the matter of presenting to them and preaching about uh, having young men surrender, uh, surrender and yield their uh, their will over to God's will. 
whatever he wants. Maybe he doesn't want him to go into the ministry, but maybe he does. And so this matter of a, a surrendered heart uh, individually, but those are all things uh, that can be kept before the church all throughout the year in preaching. And then uh, I think it's critically important throughout the year to make sure that, that you have different missionaries uh, come in. Maybe your missionaries are back on furlough and, and you know you have them in to give a report and things of that nature or uh, several new missionaries obviously in each year schedule them throughout the year and things of that nature so they can present their work and uh, preach to the church and things of that nature it's just critical to have these missionaries uh, before the church on a regular basis and uh, probably uh, but Spencer my my uh, favorite conference of the entire year is our annual missions conference, and uh, we're getting ready. Matter of fact, a week from tomorrow, we'll begin our annual missions conference here, and we're excited about that. And uh, my encouragement for a young pastor uh, trying to, to build excitement uh, in his church about this matter of missions and increased giving is to make much of this matter of the missions conference. We uh, make much about tent meetings and camp meetings and revival meetings, but we need to make much about missions. Uh, we need to make much about the missions conference. And uh, so certainly I would highly encourage those types of things. And um, you mentioned it a moment ago, but uh, not that I've been on a ton of them, but I've been on a couple of those uh, mission trips planning mission trips, trying to get your people on the mission field. Uh, there's no better experience than to get your people on a mission trip, on a mission field somewhere and physically see for themselves. Uh, an update letter, just, you know, you get the information, you, you hear what's going on, but until you see it with your own eyes, it's just uh, uh, you can't fully comprehend the fullness of it. Right, right. Now, um, I know that when you were in the military, you lived overseas for a little while, but uh, I know that you've been to South Sudan. I think you just got back from Alaska as well. You have a missionary out of your church there. Uh, have you been anywhere else in the world? I, um, When I was overseas, I got saved when I was in England. I got stationed there when I was uh, back in 1991, I got stationed there. I got saved in January of 1992. My supervisor led me to the Lord the very first day that I worked with him and uh, began going to church there in England, at Faith Baptist Church, and growing. And uh, A year and a half later, that base closed down. I moved to Germany, and uh, the church that I was a member of there in Germany, uh, obviously under a missionary pastor, yeah, and uh, so I learned a little bit about that. We took a missions trip with the Rock of Ages Prison Ministry while I was over there in 1995, and uh, shortly after I was called to preach in our missions conference there, and we went to the prisons in the country of Lithuania and had the wow. privilege of preaching in the men and the women's prisons there in Lithuania uh, back in the mid-'90s, and that was— uh, the first missions trip uh, that I ever went on. And that was, again, that was just uh, as a young, just freshly called preacher boy, that was just, uh, that was an exciting thing to be able to participate in that. Wow, absolutely, sure. Well, that's exciting, preacher. And uh, 
And I know that uh, you have a missions conference every year, and I know that you try to bring in missionaries. About how many missionaries did you try to bring in? What what was your criteria for that? I mean, did, you know, I, I've been in missions conferences where it was I, I was the only missionary there, and then I've I've been in mission conferences where there was probably forty missionary families there. And uh, so, what what is your guidelines? What you know, as a pastor, what do you try to do? Uh, how many do you have? How few do you have? What what is what is your agenda and criteria? when you when you do have a missions conference as far as what who you bring in and how you bring them in what is what is your thoughts on that yes sir um, and that's a great question uh, brother Smith um, and you know I, I really uh, that would vary from year to year I really try to follow the Holy Spirit's leadership on that I'll be honest with you yeah it's not like I have a cut and dry uh, I'm going to have this many missionaries in every year. For example, this year, this will be the first time I've ever done this, but this year at the Holy Spirit's prompting, I only have one missionary outside of our keynote speaker this year uh, that will be with us. This wow. is the first time in my ministry I've ever only had one. Wow. Um, but it was just the way the circumstances and the Holy Spirit leading this year uh, allowed. Generally, I will have a minimum of two. Um, obviously, it depends upon the size of your church, finances of your church, because if you're going to have missionaries in, you need to be able to take care of them and uh, things of that nature. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of factors that come into that. Uh, but um, uh, generally, I guess to answer your question, generally, uh, two is usually outside of my keynote speaker uh, in the current church that I'm in now is what I focus on. We've had as many as three or four in the church that I pastored up in Michigan, um, a little bit bigger church. Uh, but um, that's that's really, I guess, uh, uh, to answer your question, kind of how I do that there. And mm-hmm. honestly, uh, I, I pray about it for the Spencer throughout the year, and I get phone calls from missionaries. I get uh, information packets from missionaries uh, and things of that nature, and uh, frankly, and it may sound like a, uh, I don't know how it would come across, I guess, but frankly, I just try to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit on that. The young man that I have here this year, uh, I met last year at another pastor's um, preacher's fellowship that he had in the middle of his missions conference. He had a preacher's fellowship, and I met this young man, and I was very impressed with him and his family. And uh, so I spoke to him about the opportunity to be with us this year, and his schedule permitted that. And so um, that's that's kind of how that took place this year. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Well, uh, yeah, I remember. Um, I, I I don't even really remember how you and I met, preacher. Um, I know that I came in and preached for you guys. And when I preached, uh, and you guys took us on uh, for support there at, uh, in Muskegon. That was not a normal. That wasn't during a missions conference. That was just a Sunday night that I came and preached for you guys, and and uh, and uh, the Lord led you to uh, to take us on. And I did. I did not want to disagree with the Lord. Amen. <laughs> so, and, uh, uh, but uh, how did you handle it? How, like, how many missionaries did you have in through the year? Did you just let the Lord lead you, or did you kind of just try to shoot for one a month or one a quarter? How did you handle that? Well, again, that uh, a lot of that has to do with what the Lord has allowed us to have uh, put together as a schedule. Um, ideally, I would probably say at least one a quarter, uh, Brother Smith, is what I would shoot for. 
Um, sometimes with different preaching conferences and things of that nature, it, it may not be as easy with your schedule to to accomplish that. But uh, I would say at least once a, a one a quarter uh, to be able to have a missionary into whether it's one of your missionaries or whether, again, it's a missionary on deputation uh, or whatever it might be. Uh, but to have a missionary in at least once a quarter would be uh, probably a pretty good um, mark to shoot for anyway. Okay, amen, amen. Well, um, you know, I know that, uh, man, I, you, you've always had Dr. Alverson, uh, I believe he's a BIMI rep, uh, come in, and uh, my goodness, Dr. Alverson uh, preaches some of the best faith promise sermons I've ever heard in my life. I mean, that guy to me is is a hero, <laughs> you know. And uh, I know that he's uh, he's been a big investment in your ministry and your life personally. I, I think uh, didn't you meet him over in Europe sometime? Is that how you met him? Yes, sir. I met him when I was in Germany. Uh, he would come. He was friends with my pastor there. And he would come and uh, preach our missions conference every January. Uh, and then uh, he would come sometimes once or twice, uh, other times throughout the year, preaching revivals or things of that nature. Um, and so that's where I first met him. Uh, he was uh, preaching, actually, the night God called me to preach uh, in January of uh, 1995. He was uh, preaching at missions conference. And... Uh, Actually, I can't even tell you what he preached, brother, to be honest with you. The Holy Ghost during the song service was convicted my heart about Amen. surrendering to preach. And so uh, I endured the preaching that night. I just couldn't wait for the invitation. I, wow. I don't know what he preached, but I just needed uh, the invitation to get there so I could go forward and surrender to the Lord. And um, But he has, uh, when I got back uh, to the United States and separated from the Air Force and became the pastor, of um, Broadway Baptist Church here in Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, he is the one that I called to begin setting up my missions uh, conferences, and he's preached uh, every one of my missions conferences, I believe, except for one uh, that uh, just is, uh, I forget, it was a scheduling conflict of some sort. I don't remember exactly what it was, um, and that was years ago. And then this year, uh, he had to cancel because he's got to have a major surgery. Matter of fact, tomorrow morning, uh, on the 4th of March here, he'll be having his, um, uh, I'm sorry, April, uh, he'll be having uh, his L2, 3, and 4 uh, in his lower back worked on. So he's got a major surgery tomorrow. Oh, boy. He'll be in, re he'll be in recovery, so he'll not be able to preach for me this year. But, uh, yes, sir, he's, he's one of my heroes. Amen. Um, Smith, you mentioned it a minute ago, and um, I, I think very highly of that man. He has invested in my life, and I sure love him greatly. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, he when I was at your mission conference, he he preached faith, promise, missions, giving, and um, and I know that I've I've traveled coast to coast. I've preached in Maine. I've preached in Los Angeles. I've preached in uh, north of Seattle, and uh, and I've been almost everywhere in between. And um, a lot of ch not all churches, but a lot of churches use what we call faith, promise, missions, giving. Uh, preacher, how if you just could give us just a the 60-second rundown on Faith Promise Missions Giving. Explain to us what that is and uh, and why you believe that uh, that's, you know, is, did the Lord lead you to give that way, or did you believe that to be this the most productive way of giving? Uh, give us your thoughts on that. Yes, sir. The uh, 
I don't believe there's any wrong way, uh, Brother Smith, to give the missions. Uh, I don't believe there's any wrong way, but I do believe there's a best way. And uh, faith promise, uh, you'll find those principles uh, in the Scripture, Second uh, Corinthians 8, 9, and 10 there. You'll find those uh, principles uh, embedded in those Scriptures there. But all faith promise really is is asking God. God, what what do you want me to give on a weekly basis to missions uh, over this next missions year? And as God lays that number on your heart, whatever that is, then you yield and uh, commit to give that amount. And what it is, it's like um, it's like a conduit, Brother Spencer. Um, we're a conduit. God has all unlimited resources, and yes. we're a conduit. He wants to use us to get his resources where he wants them. Right. And we just have to be willing uh, to yield ourselves to that, and um, he'll give through us what he might not normally give to us. Wow. And so we've just got to yield ourselves to uh, being that vessel uh, and being obedient to that, and and God is it, the the provision part and the caring for things part. That's God's part of things. We just need to be obedient to Him. So, in a nutshell, really, that's kind of what it is. So it's not really like a pledge or or a uh, or I'm signing up as a bill. This is more of a commitment that I believe God's going to provide this number, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch God provide. Is is that is that what you say? What would, what would you say the difference is? Because a lot of people act like faith promise is a bill, and it's it's some people think, oh, how, how much is this preacher trying to squeeze out of me this year? And and it's not that. So explain explain to us maybe no. with those out there that that may think that this it's is just a, another avenue to taking. Of draining money it's, out of my wallet. It's a free you know? will offering, yes, sir. It's a free will offering, preacher. Um, it is something between you and God. It's something that you get along with God and say, God, uh, you've called us to go. You've called us to give. Um, and, and maybe I can't be in Kenya. Maybe I can't be in these other places because I'm here physically in this location. But, God, I can give to help others to be able to get where you've called them to go so, God, what would you have me to give? And as God lays that number, not the preacher, not going to your checkbook and figuring out, okay, well, this is what I can afford or what I can't afford. Uh, God, what do you want me to give? What do you want to give through me? Hmm, wow. And then as God presses that upon your heart, you simply yield to be obedient to do that. Yes, sir. So this isn't like, uh, like for example, if, if it's it, not. If you're going on a diet, it's like, oh, I got to, I got to cut this and cut this and cut this out of my life so that I can, you know, <laughs> lose weight. It's not, it's not like, okay, I got to cut my cable or cut, cut this off or cut every, you know, sell my car so that I can give to missions. It's, it's, it's different than that. It is, and, and the burden, the burden of the provision is on God. Right. That if if that's where you're getting your direction, which is where you should be getting your direction on your giving. Um, it, as long as that's where you're getting your direction uh, on giving, then the burden of that provision is upon God. It's just our responsibility to be um, uh, obedient in giving that amount. And uh, he he has so many ways, Brother Smith, to provide that you and I have never even thought of. Wow. Um, and so, you know, we just need to trust him. It's faith. It's faith promise. I'm going to promise to give what I believe God 
has directed me to give this year. Yeah. And I'm going to do that by faith. I may not understand how it's all going to happen, but I believe wholeheartedly and clearly that God has put this particular number upon my heart for missions giving, and I am going to, by faith, trust him to provide that through me. <laughs> you know, uh, Brother Letson, some of my favorite, favorite stories, of course, are hearing how people got the gospel, got saved. Uh, but I would say my second favorite stories and testimonies I love to hear are how God provided their faith promise missions giving. And uh, to me, it's some of the most exciting stories. I remember I was in a church in Kentucky and uh, some, it was a podunk hillbilly town. I mean, just out there. And uh, you could drive into town, you could hear banjos in the hills, you know, <laughs> that's how that's how hillbilly it was. And this man stood up after church and gave a testimony, and he, uh, it was at the missions conference, he stood up and he said, uh, he said, well, about 13, he said, about two years ago, I was, uh, I was running dog food to stores, I was a dog food delivery driver, you know, supplying these dog stores, and he said, I, didn't, I couldn't afford the faith promise missions given, but the preacher told me I need to go ahead and give the faith promise, and I felt like God was leading me to give the faith promise. And he said, as soon as I gave the faith promise, all of, all of a sudden I got a bunch of phone calls saying, we need dog food at our store too. And he said, I went from delivering dog food to 14 stores to delivering dog food to 75 stores in just a year because I gave to faith promise missions given. And so he just was ecstatic, and I loved it. I loved it. And uh, yes, so, <laughs> uh, to me, it's exciting just to watch, and it makes it makes faith personal. It's it's this is my faith, and I, you know, I think so many people out there they live off the faith uh, the, of the preacher, and they live off what runs out of the preacher's cup. Uh, but faith promise is an is an excellent avenue for people to test God on their own and to prove God on their own and to watch God provide and watch God do something big in their own personal life. Um, Brother Letson, do you have any stories like that, just any any quick examples of something like that? I'm sure you do. Well, I'm not sure if I have any, any of those big earth-shattering ones, but I, I will say this, uh, Brother Smith, um, I've said it many times to my people here, the precious folks that I pastored in Michigan, and I'll say it many more times, uh, the Lord lets me live long enough. Um, but faith promises, if, if, if I was to take my spiritual growth and say, what is the biggest thing in my Christian life that has led to spiritual growth? When I look back on my young Christian life and when I was introduced to Faith Promise Mission, I bring it all back to that, brother. I think the number one thing in my life that has caused me and helped me to grow my faith and in my Christian life more than any other single thing um, is this biblical principle of faith promise giving because exactly what you said, the faith that is involved in it, and it becomes personal and you see the Lord provide, and you see the Lord do these things. Let me, I'll just say this. Um, there was a couple years ago, and it's not necessarily a faith promise provision, but I think it's a uh, clearly a faith promise um, a blessing. Uh, there was a couple years back, we, uh, we needed, my wife and I needed to come up with about $14,500 in the matter of about four months. How much? And $14,500. Wow. And God, all I can tell you, Bruce Smith, is that God came through and 
provided all of that. I didn't take out any loans to come up with that. I didn't do anything. But God provided the money that we needed in the time period in which we needed it. And I don't believe that that would have happened outside of my obedience and my wife's obedience to giving to Faith Promise Missions. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, your wife needs to quit racking up them, them gambling debts, preacher. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Amen. No, I know it. Tell her I said that. Amen. No, I will. I will. Well, praise the Lord. Well, preacher, thank you so much. This has been really good. And uh, I appreciate your time and uh, and your wisdom on all this stuff. You've you've done it. You've you've lived it and I appreciate it. I, uh you know, this is this is more than just a theory to you. This is something that you've lived and led to church to do and and i appreciate that so very much um if there were a young preacher out there trying to get started trying to get going um what would be your advice to him about a missions program uh and uh, how to get one started and how to how to how to kind of some people they feel like it's it's stagnated in their churches that's what i hear a lot of uh from preachers today um what what advice would you give to preachers out there that may be struggling in this area well uh first of all if they were just trying to start a program, my advice to them would be just take the leap and start it. Just take Amen. the leap and start a plan, plan a missions conference. Plan a missions weekend even. I mean, if you want to start small, plan a uh, uh, missions emphasis weekend or something. Um, and try to have a missionary and try to have a, a special speaker that uh, is very knowledgeable, uh, like a Dr. Alverson or somebody like that that you had mentioned earlier on the matter of missions. Uh, to challenge the people and to present that before them. Uh, so if they were going to get something started, that's what I would suggest. And then, you know, if something has stagnated, and again, there could be many reasons for that, Brother Smith, and that's hard for me to answer without, you know, each situation might be a little bit different, but try something a little bit different. Uh, you know, if if you're doing the same exact thing, you know, maybe try to have a, di- you know, maybe – Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But if you don't have a theme, try to have a theme. Make an exciting theme. Make a program about your uh, through your missions conference of some sort for your people. Um, uh, I don't know, but just try to do something to change it up, even if it's just a little bit each year to kind of give it a different flavor. Do you have an international dinner? Boy, those can be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, uh, during your missions conference, uh, just different things to maybe uh, uh, try to accumulate through the people in the church, uh, different um, uh, artifacts or things that they might have from different countries, and put together a, uh, a missions table that way from just things that you, your church folks may have from different countries and wow. that represent different countries. I, I mean, there's just a lot of different things. Uh, that you could try to do, but try to do something anyway, rather than just saying, you know, it's stagnant and that's just the way it is. Well, um, you know, we could try something a little different. Right, right. Well, you know, I think it's human nature to kind of plateau, and uh, I think there's a uh, sure it is. there's an Old Testament verse that says you're settled on your lees, and um, that's yep. pretty interesting. I read that the other day, uh, but uh, you know, I, I like that idea. Shake it up a little bit, um, uh, man. Have a have a weekend. Have somebody come in and just man, just on fire for God, and preach, you know, and and fire your people back up again. You know, um, I, I always like to try to. Uh, uh, Paul told uh, Timothy, stir up the gift that's in thee, get yourself stirred up, 
and uh, and so there's a lot of good ways to do that. Thank you, Brother Letson, for for sharing that with us, and uh, we appreciate you out there. And uh, we'll give you a final word on on missions, and uh, and I I'll uh, I tell you what I, I really do appreciate. It. So anything else out there you want to add about uh, Faith Promise Missions giving and kind of uh, just in general about uh, giving to a church preacher? I just simply say if if uh, whether you're a pastor and and um, looking to start a program or rejuvenate a missions uh, program, whatever it might be, or whether you're just a, uh, you're a layman in the church uh, uh, that uh, is interested in missions or maybe even has some questions about this stuff of faith promise and things of that nature, um, my advice simply is uh, research it yourself. Look it up. Read those chapters I mentioned earlier there in Second Corinthians and then step out. Just step out and do it. Uh, approve God. Prove God. He, if, if He is the one leading you to give, you don't need to be fearful of that. Wow. God is God is God is plenty big to meet whatever it is He's putting on our heart. Uh, our faith is the limiting factor here. Our faith will be the limiting factor of what we're able to do. What God is able to do. Forgive me for that statement. What God is able to do through us. Our faith will be the limiting factor. It's not God. It's our faith. Wow. Wow. You know, uh, preacher, just my testimony on this. I remember when I, uh, uh, when I first got married, uh, we heard a guy preach on faith promise missions giving and the Lord led me to give a hundred dollars a month to missions. And I thought, Oh my, how am I going to afford that? And, uh, <laughs> I, I had, I had just put it, in, put it into my budget by faith and say, okay, it's going to, it's, it's a bill now. It's part of what I do. And, uh, and it's not a bill, of course, but I just I treated it as a bill. This yes, is sir. this is yes. part of what I give. This is part of what I owe the Lord. And uh, and I thought, oh, we're gonna die. And uh, you know, now now uh, you know all these uh, what uh, ten years later, I'm at least giving a hundred and three dollars now. And so no, I, I've given <laughs> I'm giving more than that. Amen. And so, uh, but you know, every every increment, uh, every time I've increased it. Um, I just increased it uh, January first. I increased it another fifty dollars, and uh, without yeah. without even being in a missions conference, I just felt like the Lord was letting me to do to do that. Uh, but every time I've upped my faith, God has upped His provision, and uh, it has been exciting to see that preacher. And uh, well, praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much, Brother Letson, for your time and on this, and I appreciate that so very much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, I want you to try to share it. We're going to be posting this on Facebook and on Twitter, and uh, and we, we appreciate all you, you guys listening out there. And uh, Brother Letson, I, I'd love for you to get back on here and do some more with us. I'd, I'd appreciate that if, if you're available. So I'd be happy to do it, brother. Maybe you can teach us uh, the arts of uh, of tai, tai Chi and all that kind of, all those fighting styles you know or something like that. Yeah, prob- probably not. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we know you were a spy in the military, so you're a big deal, you know, James Bond over here. And uh, so praise Jesus. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, but Brother Ledson, thank you so much for all that. And uh, we're going to jump off here at this time. If you're out there listening, like and share this podcast. And uh, we're going to bring many more of these to you uh, over the next little while. And so stay tuned with us. And uh, if you're uh, on I, I, uh, what is it, uh, podcast on the iPhone there, just go ahead and subscribe to us and leave us a review. And God bless you guys. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.